Alright, it's your boy Cash Man. Listen, I've been getting a lot of lot of lot of messages, a lot of a lot of comments about what is the show called? Is it called The Last Break? Is this the break before the last? <laughs> no, man, look, the show is called Last Break. We all know we go in there nine to five, punching in that clock. They give us three fake ass breaks a day, and some of us only get two. You know, shit. Be honest with you, half of us only get one. They only give us that lunch. But you know, I'm a smoker, so I'm a sneak and get the extra fifteen minute break. So that's why I call the show the last break, man. Get your last fifteen minutes in before you got to go in there and do them last couple hours. And that's what I want you to do. Listen to this little thirty minute podcast. Get you motivated. Go in there, knock out that clock, and take your ass home. Now let's get back to it. Alright, you're back with your favorite podcasters, Black Ohioans. And it's your host, Mr. Cashman himself. Mr. Drop a coin in your motherfucking purse. Cash man himself. How y'all out there feeling? Well, you know what I'm saying, man. Look, we're going to talk about some real shit today. I mean, I like to start off a lot of my podcasts by just coming out and just saying how I feel. I think you only got but so many minutes, so ain't no sense for me to go ahead and waste your time. I just want to talk about how, personally, I feel like nowadays it really ain't no, I don't want to use the word chivalry, but it ain't no real respect. You know what I'm saying? Uh, growing up as a kid, you know, I respect the OGs. I mean, when you see somebody riding down the street in that fly car or new paint job, new rims, I mean, that was the guy you respected. I don't care if your dad worked a nine to five and he was sweating every day. I mean, uh, cooked every day for you, uh, found your clothes, you know, bathed you, you know, put your shoes on. Whatever it took, man, it, it, it was just the guy that had the flashiest stuff. That was the guy that you respected and you understood that that was a nigga. You know, it wasn't just a nigga, that was the nigga, you know what I'm saying? And it could have been one for each block or one for each street. It could be one for each apartment complex. But regardless, whoever it was, you understood, you know, show that nigga that respect. And nowadays, man, we getting to the point where we don't even look at it like that. Everybody in they in their head, I mean, of course, I want you to believe that you're a king. You know, I want you to think that you're a king. But in real life, man, you really want, you want to go ahead and show people that laid that pathway for you, you know, that you appreciate what they did for you. You know, you, 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 you happy that they was able to go ahead and set up situations for you to go ahead and perspire and, and, and make the best out of it. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing I really want to talk about how, I don't want to just say not just the youth, and I don't want to say just my generation specifically. Uh, I just want to say people in general, man, how it seems like we forgot about the people in the past. Uh, the reason why I come to this is because, like I said, you know, we all work nine to fives. And, you know, if we do get an opportunity to get up early, half of the time we got to go pick up the kids, and that's our enjoyment. You know, we go pick up the kids, they see us, oh, shit, I ain't got to get on the bus. Oh, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? That's they, that's their best thing. They love that shit. You know, that's that's what they get up for. That's, that's their pride and joy. So, you know, I'm glad that, you know, like, you know, like, we've changed that narrative. Us guys changed that narrative, and I'm talking about us 
black guys. We changed that narrative of not being that father, but, you know, to this point, what I'm saying is when we go pick up our kids, you know, you know, it's different things. It's different stuff. We all get the racist remarks. We all get the racist things like, hey, uh, how's Kobe? Or, hey, uh, you see LeBron? Or, hey, man, hey, I'll just listen to that new uh, Travis Scott. You know, I mean, like, dude, I mean, why do you assume that I was listening to Travis Scott? Why do you assume I was listening to Migos? Did you, did you hear Offset just in the background? You know? Now, I ain't gonna lie, I have the time. I do have local shit on it. You know, my my little nephew, you know, I ain't gonna say his shit, but I mean, listen, I be on his, I be on his SoundCloud and I be on his uh, Facebook, man. He out there killing it, loving his music. But yeah, man, you can't just assume that this is what I do. You can't just assume that I'm only listening to this type of music. I'm only into this type of sport. I'm only into this type of genre. You have to look at me and say, listen, he can be just like me. Do I want to go do the ghost clay pot and shit hell no nah, i don't want to do that you know but what i do want to do is i want to be able to walk into a school on a february any february any day in february and you don't talk to me about black history you know what i'm saying it's like you specifically want to talk to me about black history and kind of nod your head and show everybody that's around you in agreeance that see see it's a black guy he's making it official you know, and then you only want to talk about the same three or four characters. When we all know the civil rights were so many people that was conjoined and so many people that go unnamed because, I mean, you know, you have to, you have to go unnamed. I mean, hopefully now they can be, you know, I don't know if it's a, I know certain cases they don't have a certain time limit, so I don't want the people to get in trouble. But it was so many people that helped and it was so many people that helped in so many minute ways that they didn't even know that they were helping in. But we give all the credit to a, a, you know, I don't want to say we give all the credit to a certain amount of people and a certain group of people, but it seems like that's what they, they want to do. But anyway, like I said, look, I, I, getting back to the point, uh, respecting our elders is, this is when it comes into play. When people talk to us and they ask us about things that has something to pertain to black history, uh, I don't think we should take you know, family members, you know, uh, folklore, you know, I don't want to say Negro spirituals, but, you know, stories that was passed down from generation to generation. I think we should be able to go ahead and express that and our kids to be able to express that at school because these are the people that were part of black history. You know, I have family members that's in the mid-60s, you know, and these are the people that went through segregation. These are the people that went through the parts of the struggle that, you know, it's like right now. Right now, we're going through a depression and a, and a struggle and a, and, a, and a state where people are lost. People don't know what to do. And could you imagine this being without no technology? This was the situation that these people were in. And, you know, for us to only talk about a handful of people is almost like blasphemy. And the respect that, that, that a lot of individuals, especially people in the North, they don't get credit for it. It's almost it's almost. I don't want to use the word humorous, but I mean, it's, 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 it's funny. It's funny. It's sad. It's bullshit. It's mean. It's rude. I mean, y'all can, y'all can mark me down and, 
and fan me off and say, you know what, I got to turn off this bullshit, man. This this guy don't know what he's talking about, but this is the truth. The reality of it is, is people up in the north, we don't get credit for anything to do with slavery, you know. I mean, like, we were made up north, you know. I mean, yeah, our families got it good. They got migrated to north. No, no, it wasn't like we was on the Oregon Trail or something like that. No, no. You know, and I don't want to even go into that history lesson, but what I'm saying to you is, 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 like, I met a gentleman the other day, and, you know, and he had his, you know, vet stuff all on, you know, he didn't have his medals or nothing like that on, he just had his vet hat on, you know, he had his regular jacket, and, you know, you can tell, you can always tell when uh, older guys, you know, you catch them in McDonald's all the time, it's always a group of 10 guys, they're all old as shit, <laughs> they're all vets, and they all sitting up there talking about the best stories in the world, if you sit in line and you hang back at the end, man, you're going to catch a part of a story that you're going to be crying laughing about the whole rest of the day, you know, so, like I said, I mean, uh, these are the guys that, you know, you got to respect, and like I said, I met the guy, and he was telling me about a lot of different things, and it wasn't just uh, culturally biased, and it wasn't just culturally based, it was just regular stories about an individual and his life and how it took him to where he is and the places that he thought he would never go, you know, and it was just, it was fascinating. And even though the conversation was nothing more than the, the 45 minutes or the hour and a half I had to spend in the barbershop, you all know how the barbershop be, you know what I'm saying? It was amazing. And you know what? I, I'm thankful for experiences like that. I'm thankful for the fact that I'm able to be around these people that's a part of history, like real life history. And I'm saddened that I know for a fact that these guys will never get their due. Shit, if I wouldn't have let the guy go in front of me in the shop, he would have had to wait another hour. And this is a guy that just sat here and told me about him being a veteran and how they didn't want him on this line and how he had to had had to fake this and how he even picked up a whole different language just so he can be able to adjust in different places. You know, and he a regular black dude in Ohio. You know what I'm saying? It's not like this guy's 007. He came in there with the three-piece suit or anything like that. No, it's just an older black guy in Ohio. You would have never known. It didn't look dirty. It didn't look clean. He just looked like a regular guy. And, you know, knowing now that I know a little bit about the guy, yes, I definitely would have gave him the respect. And, I'm, and I am glad that I am a man and I do, I mean, you know, I do show my respect for my elders and I did give him the chair. And you know, you know, if, you know, at the barbershop, that's a big thing. You know, you can't just give up your chair, you know, two or three motherfuckers like, nigga, you done passed up your turn. You, you, you last now. You know what I'm saying? But in real life, you know, it was amazing just hearing the story. And I definitely wanted to get out this message today. I wanted to talk to my listeners. I wanted to talk to my people that I know that faithfully listen to me and understand what the struggle is and understand that, listen. Show respect for your elders, man. Show respect for the people that you know paved the way. Show respect for the people that you understand that did things 20 times harder or was way, way, way more of a struggle than it is for us now. Uh, I appreciate the things that they did for me. I'm hoping that my family members and my friends and all the young people that I touched lives and helped them out or looked out for them or gave them that influence they treat me the same way. And for, you know, for my little bit of years that I've been living on this earth, I have been getting treated pretty well. You know, nobody overstepped their boundaries with me. Nobody has ever, you know, went out their way to kind of disrespect me. And I've always been showed that OG respect. So, like I said, I know me personally, it took effect on me because I'm thinking about a lot of different things and, and 
you know, like I said, when I went up to that school and I realized that, you know, I don't want to just say white people because I have a lot of white friends. I have a lot of white listeners. I just want to say people in general, they look at you for face value. And regardless what complexion you are, that's just the reality of it. And it's hurtful and it's harmful and it's fucked up, you know, but that's the truth. People look at you for face value. And when you're talking to these uh, people, you don't understand that if this guy didn't do this thing, then your black ass wouldn't be sitting in this chair right now. And I got this money in my pocket and I ain't even pay for your haircut. You know, it's almost a diss to all the veterans. And it is a diss to our our people that came before us. And like I said, I mean, we all know when we as kids, it was a guy that was a couple years older than us. But like I said before, when he came down in that candy painted car, when he came down in that car with the rams or the sound system, we immediately showed him our respect and we was willing to give him whatever we had in our pockets just to get on, let alone, <laughs> you know, anything, you know. So, you know, I think back to when I was a kid and I'm thinking right now, like, man, where did that respect go? You know, like I said, if I didn't have to wait for a guy, I would have never had a conversation with the guy. Shit, if the guy in front of us was just getting lined up and it would have been like a five or ten minute lineup, I never would have had a conversation with him. It took us a while to get into the conversation. And once I did, I was able to learn some stuff and hopefully I'm able to kind of, you know, express myself on here so you guys can learn some stuff. Because in reality, you know, the way things is going, I think it's going positively. I don't, I see the presidency, you know, I see economics, I see uh, mental states of just people in general, and I know in a vacuum, and you know, my uncle used to always use the word tunnel vision, it looked crazy, it looked horrible, it looked desperate, it looked fucked up, we depressed and we sad and we don't got this and we don't got that, but in reality, man, listen, if you look at it on the broad spectrum, and if you really look out there and you start looking and you see that things are getting better, things are getting better not just for yourself, things are not just getting better for her, things are getting better for the kids, you know, it's getting better for us, you know, you know, shit, my dog got a better life than my dog when I was a kid, you know what I'm saying, Things are getting better, and if you just go ahead and continue, not just showing hope. That's not my message that I'm trying to give people. If you just keep on busting your ass and working harder, you'll start reaping the rewards or either seeing it, seeing the fruits of your labor. And, you know, like I said, listening to a, a gentleman that's older than me explain to me the countries that he's been to, the relationships and, and, and the women that he all been with, you know, the cars and the jewelry and the house that he living in, you know, it was it was 100% motivation. But in my head and in my mind and in my soul, already knew. He earned it, you know. Shit, I mean, it was his. You know, they couldn't take it away, I mean, yeah, he blew this and he messed up that and he did this and he did that. But at the end of the day, listen, I live my life and I made it to this point. And there's so many people that haven't made it to this point. And for that fact, I'm blessed. And all I have left is memories and to get up tomorrow 
and make more memories. And even if I didn't say nothing to this man, he still was going to be an Army veteran. He still was going to live in his nice-ass house and go talk to his wife and talk to his grandkids and enjoy his motherfucking day. Because he lived in America where he couldn't enjoy his day. And now he done bust his ass his whole life and he can enjoy his day in this America. And I got to tip my hat to him. Shit. More than that. Fuck tipping a hat. I got to try to be like him. Be like him for real. I'm back with my beautiful co-host, Berg's World. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. Man, I'm heavy on this topic right here, Berg. Oh, I know you is. Um, I mean, like, the whole situation about respect for people, mm -hmm. I mean, it goes in a thousand different directions. Mm -hmm. And I know you got opinions on it, and I know how you was telling me. You said, listen, kids have gotten ridiculous. They don't understand that respect is something that is earned. It's not just something that's given to them. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. You're going to have to repeat that again. I said respect is earned. It ain't given to them, man. That's the truth. They feel like once they get to a certain age, I'm 13 now. You owe me this. Man, you owe me for take care of you for 13 years. And it don't <laughs> stop then. You know, you got people in their mid-20s. You got people in their mid-30s our age. Still mm -hmm. acting like a kid. Mm -hmm. Still feeling like somebody should have gave them something. Or somebody that stole something from them. Sad. Yes, it is. It's sad as fuck. Because like I said, at the end of the day, we all understand that, I mean, nothing is given to anybody. Mm -hmm. You have an option to get up every single day and the things that you desire to get, you have an option to get up and get those. And you, you, not only do you have an option, but you have an opportunity. It's always an opportunity that presents itself. And it's up to you to take part in that opportunity and do something with it. And how many times you can say a person got up, did everything they could, and didn't succeed, you know. <laughs> a lot of times people, they don't put in the work. And if you did, if they do put in the work, you know, they put in their form of 100%. Even though they know personally it's not 100%. Mm -hmm, but they didn't convince themselves that uh, that's 100%. You know, that that's as far as I can go right now. And that's what I'm saying about disrespectfulness. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, when a person go ahead and they say, well, this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not, that's not correct. I mean, you're either doing what they're asking you to do. Or doing whatever the fuck you want to do. And they feel like it's the same thing, you know? Or they feel like it's some in-between line. Like, well, I was close or... Eh. And that's so sad. you absolutely right, me. I have so many people that look at me, and they understand that they're not doing what they're supposed to do. They understand that they're not even putting in the effort to do the stuff that they want to do, you know? But, like you always say, let you say something to them about it. Yeah. It don't matter how you say it, a yeah. nice way, a sad way, a happy way, whatever. They feel disrespected. Listen, I, I and like I said, it's, it's no stranger. You know, I, I talk about my family, and, you know, I have a lot of kids. You know, my sons, they are they are wonderful kids, but they're horrible. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? You know, I can look at my son, and I can tell him sometimes something very direct. I mean, you can say, hey, grab the trash out the garage, wheel it to the front, and set it <laughs> in the front on Sunday at 7.15 p.m. You know, you're giving them the perfect directions, you know. <laughs> and, and he started coming down at 7.30, talking about, oh, I 
Even if it's not respect for your parents, even if it's not respect for your neighbor, even if it's not respect for your teacher, you have to have respect for yourself. Right. I mean, like, that's right. most of their problem. They don't give a fuck about themselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I tried to hold back my cuss, but shit, I'm just going <laughs> to say it. They don't give a fuck about themselves. No, they do not. And if you did care about yourself, right? Mm -hmm. What's listening to what a person says, right? Maybe not even doing it, but taking two minutes out your, your day to hear what another person has to say. That may help you in anything that you got going on. See, the problem with that is, first of all, it's nothing wrong with that. But people feel like, who are you to try to judge me? You disrespected me. Instead of me. taking it in a positive way and learning from it and experience, you know, whatever, whatever the case is. They feel like you are disrespecting them and that... You took time out to do this. You could have took time out to go chill with me. You could have took time out to, Crazy. you know. It's Crazy. Just, yeah. It's Crazy. a mental thing. It's, it's a, a mental, mental thing. thing. And I think it's not just, like I said, not like I said earlier today, it's not just tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. It's people looking at something, understanding it's wrong, mm -hmm. and just saying, listen, I'm going to accept it, and you're going to accept it, too. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And like I said, I mean, like, when we're talking about, like, what I wanted to do is I wanted to key on, like, uh, a generational thing, you know. Because mm -hmm. there's guys that's my age that act like little kids. Mm -hmm. But, like I said, with you, I definitely wanted to touch on the kids. I mean, we all hear comedians talking about how white kids is and white kids that and white kids this. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I stay in a predominantly white community. <laughs> you know, hey, listen, this is Ohio. This is black Ohioans. I'm going to tell you it's a predominantly white community. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm doing pretty good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but in real life, just to be honest, these black kids, and I don't know if it's the white influences that's around them, but these black kids may be fucking super cyborg. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they worse than the white kids. You know what I'm saying? They like a mixed kid and a white kid put together, all mixed them into black privilege. You know oh, what I'm see, saying? You ain't right for that. Oh, I'm definitely right for that. You ain't right for that. You is not right. And you know what? That's so sad because it's so true. Oh, my God. It's so true. Because this generation, their parents wanted their lives to be better. Yeah. They wanted their lives to be better. So they, they made sure that they had the newest Xbox, the yeah. newest Jordan, yeah. the newest headphones. You yeah. know, They had the newest of everything. And in return, what these kids did would take that and say, well, that's mine. Yeah. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have had these things. And that's what I don't understand. Uh, I would look at the situation and say, well, you know what? Uh, I am in a better situation than some of my friends are. I'm in a better situation than my parents are better than the situation than some of my family members. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that and use it all for his resources. If you're going to give me this and I can go ahead and use this to get extra grades or I can use this to get extra stuff or if I can use this to look extra fly, then I'm going to take advantage of them resources. Matter of fact, I might take too much advantage of it to the point where you like, listen, you're using that shit for bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but in real life, these kids is not using the, like you said, the spoils mm -hmm. of their parents, exactly. the spoils of exactly. their parents' hard work. They're using it against their own parents, which is crazy, man. That, that, that doesn't make no sense to me. It don't make no sense at all, man. And I don't care what you say. We talked about this the other day, but you said you wasn't going to bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up. Man, that dude that's suing his parents for for having him. 
He is suing his parents for having him. Some guy in India who's living a good life suing his parents because he got to work. Ain't that some shit? That's Unbelievable. crazy. Man, I read his story. He outrageous, man. He just don't want to get a job, and that's what it all come down to. And that's sad. How the hell you going to sue your own parents? It doesn't <laughs> even make no sense. I think both of his parents are lawyers, and he, he decided he's really trying to get over it because he done found himself in a cult state of mind, and he feel like, it's too many humans on the world or something like that. Ain't and that's so that. sad. You're going to tell somebody that the basis of the reason why I'm suing you is because you had me. If you wouldn't <laughs> have me, I wouldn't have no problems. Man. <laughs> and what about their problems? I mean, it, did you give them problems? Now they had to take off work to do all the shit that they had to do for you? Mm-hmm. And now I take it that you old as hell and they still taking off work, still doing things for you. And now you're going to go ahead and sue them. Why you ain't suing when you were six? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they could have had some of their free time back. You gonna right. wait till your ass is too old. Now they ain't got no time to enjoy themselves. And now you talking about suing them. Oh nah. my God. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And you know what? That, that That's that's one case that you don't hear of too often. Somebody suing their parent for, for just for having them. Well, you know, people do anything to get publicity. You mm-hmm. know, that's, that's the thing now. You know, TMZ headline, give me something good to read. You know, that's what they want to do. That's everything that people do a day. They want to go ahead and show people that if, hey, I can do the craziest, wildest things, mm-hmm. give me five minutes of your time. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, a message goes a long way. And the message is always, listen, respect your elders. Respect people that came before you. Respect people that set the pathway for you to be able to do the things that you're able to do right now. Mm-hmm. And that's a message that cannot go uh, uh, ignore it's a message that you can't overlook it it's a message that's so direct that you can't be confused by it it's just a message that says listen why not hold the door for this old black lady mm-hmm. you know I don't care if she a crackhead I don't care if she uh, is a homeless person I don't care if she's in her work uniform you know mm-hmm. why not show respect to this older black man why are we looking at these older black men and saying, so what? He a deadbeat. How how you know? Do you know his kids? Do you know his story? You know, why why you care about this man being a crackhead? Mm-hmm. Do you know his family? Do you know his story? Mm-hmm. You know, but it's an easier way not to show respect to a human being just because what? They're black. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know what? Let's just wait for February so they can pass out free crack. You know, because that's the only time a black man can get any respect in February. The only time a black woman is looked at as an equal peer is February. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about from our own community. We're not looking at other black people like they're worth something unless it's Black History Month. And we kind of, it's been drilled in our head. We can't shoot them on Black History Month, you know. Other than that, they're not even getting the respect that they're due. Mm-hmm. Man, preach to them, man. Hey, I got to tell them. I got to tell them. Hey, listen, this is why they tune into Black Ohioans. Let's break. Hey, listen, look, this is all the time we have for you guys right now. You already know what we do. We're going to bring you another episode. We drop an episode every single day at 3 p.m. We're on a new schedule. We got new sponsors. We got new backing. So hit us up. You already know what it is. It's Berg's World. It's your boy, Buku Cash. And see you when I see you.